can't drink like me, you can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh my goodness. Episode of the Hole in None podcast with me, words and my neighbor J E, Mister Doty Fade. On tonight's podcast, we'll break down Canseco's win at Eight Mile, review our picks, go over the league standings, preview the featured groups at the Workday Charity Open, including the shit picks, and uh, somewhere in there, we're going to introduce a new segment to the show. I totally teased that last week and forgot to. <laughs> Go back to it. It's really cool, though, I swear. <laughs> and lastly, I'm sure J.E. sold some more ads under the table that uh, he'll need to get to. Hi, Johnny. Hey, words. Uh, I didn't do as much marketing this week as I typically do, so uh, oh, I just bad. got a, only got like three or four things in the mail that <laughs> I haven't told you about. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, shout out Yips if you want to send me some more of that shit. <laughs> He's Jones and no, it's it actually has been working great. By the way, you got to be out by now, right? Uh, yeah, mm. I think I am. Mm. Yeah. Like I said, words. Whenever we got it, you and I ate it yeah. all at once. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking crazy. <laughs> Ooh, well, I guess the only place to start would be where we left off last week, which was me shitting on your Doc Redmond pick. <laughs> and it didn't take long for that to uh, to come back and bite old Andy. Words, I'm a prophet. Yeah, uh, you know, I wanted to save this for when we recap our picks, but I mean, this this was a major storyline, obviously, because I mean, as I completely predicted, I I even got the score on the number that he was going to shoot 65 on Thursday, which he did. Unfortunately, he followed it up with three straight 70s, which. Still a decent finish for old Doc, but the screenshot that I sent to you on Thursday at like, you know, 5.30 p.m. where number T1, very first name on the leaderboard, Doc Redman. I was I was literally like, oh my, he had a morning tea time and he, you know, front nine, he's one under, has a bogey on 10. So it's like, OK, good. And then he just reigns in seven birdies in his last Eight nine. Yes. yes. And my phone was fucking <laughs> Blowing up like Krakatoa, <laughs> everyone was giving me shit, including you, of course. Yeah, well, as I as I should have gotten. And mad props to our boys that do reach out to us early on Thursday, just kind of like give a little chatter about the tournament, especially when Doc was making his run. I mean, we did get several text messages from several guys in the league that were kind of just hinting at, you know, holy shit, Doc Redman's doing it. Which, by the way, I was stunned that you know four other players were on him that that week. You you didn't think anyone would be on him. I thought maybe maybe a couple, but. Uh, yeah. So he he did come out of the gates hot, and unfortunately, it just it didn't. 
you don't win the tournament on Thursday. You sure as fuck can lose it. But, uh, you know, I, a little wishful thinking for me, thinking Doc was going to go wire to wire. Well, I'm not going to lie. Hell, I didn't know much about him at all. He's He went to Clemson, played golf there. He's only 22 years old. No top sins this year, but a lot of cuts made for a 22-year-old. Shit, 22. I mean, when he was in diapers, you were already sniffing glue in the Norman Skate Park. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I was 12. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, former U.S. amateur champion. Guys that fucking win that tournament usually don't turn out to be pieces of shit. Usually. Even though that was the biggest meltdown maybe in the history of the U.S. Am by Doug Gim. I want to say he was like four up with four to go or something crazy. Three up with three to go. Loser Longhorn blew it. <laughs> Maybe if he wasn't 5'4", he could have hung on and win. I think Doug's on the alternate list to get in this week. And along with Rain Gibson, Rain had a pretty good showing last week. Yeah, he he played well. Rian, he played pretty uh, well. He's, he brings the rain to me. <laughs> you know, it's like Dahman. No. Rian. Joel, da- Joel Dahmer. <laughs> Rain Gibson. And rain, rain. Yeah, I know. Uh Shout out Rand Gibson, the, you know the Edmund, uh, former former Oklahoma Christian golfer, Mister Fifty Five. I think he finished tied top thirty. So uh, when you get your starts, you got to make the best of it, and he did. So making cuts is is the step in the right direction. That's right. All right. So Doc Redmond, he had a share of the lead on Thursday. Fell back a bit on Friday as the field continued to torch the course. By Saturday, moving day, everyone was tearing the course apart. There was a 63 out there, 64, a lot of 65s. But with that being said, by the end of the day, it was my old heroin habit, Matt Wolf, who extended extended out to a three-shot lead. Words. He had consecutive 64s on Friday and Saturday. And you know what? When you cut, you tried to cuck me. The tournament before when I picked Victor Hovland and you were pissed off, you're like, that means Matt Wolf's probably going to win, and Matt Wolf shit the bed that week. Mm-hmm. I wanted Matt Wolf to cuck you so bad when you because you had Hovland this week, and I wanted I Matt Wolf to actually. I didn't care that Bryson, who we were both on, was there. I wanted him to fucking cuck you. Well, Unfortunately, he didn't. Well, you needed Hovland to shit the bed because it was Hovland v. I wanted, Redman. I wanted him for to. Us. I wanted him to win over Bryson. I didn't care about the champions check. I wanted him <laughs> to cuck you. <laughs> I would have been devastated. I would have. I would have loved that more than the fact that I picked the winner. Okay, devastated. So yeah, so Wolf has a three shot lead. This is on Saturday. Let's back up to Bryson on Saturday. Bryson gets off to a good start. Thursday, Friday, he's right there, and on Saturday, moving day, he gets off to a really slow start. He was even through six, and at this course, that's definitely given a couple shots back to the field. He's bunkered on seven, and he hits a very below-average sand shot, apparently. We don't know because the PGA is a bunch of bitches. But then he proceeds to take a few Sergio swipes in the sand afterwards, and at this point, the camera dude is like turns his full attention to Bryson as his job. And he follows him onto the green where he proceeds to miss his par putt. Bryson took exception to this and walking off the green has a talking to with this camera dude for at least like 60 seconds apparently. There's only just one golf reporter out there is the only reason anyone knows anything about this because the PGA doesn't air anything cool. Mm -hmm. I think it was Will Gray. Shout out. So, J.E., I got to ask, what the fuck is wrong with these cameramen on the PGA Tour? (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, words. You've been hunting. You've been. Is that the same motherfucker that's jingling yeah. change for Peary? <laughs> Get over there. You've lost your privileges. Hey, it, it might also be this the same cameraman. Like, 
and this is a worse cover up as far as not having the actual footage than the Sergio tapes that we yeah. tried to get At anonymous. Least that, that was to... in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> yeah. you know. We'd imagine some guy behind the curtain burning some fucking tape or something. A Quran and then the <laughs> tape. <laughs> uh no, I mean, but you're right. I think the BGA is covering this up because right now Bryson is their fucking poster boy. Like, this is the story. Bryson's taken the fucking golf world by storm. So, God forbid him actually do something like, you know, throw a fucking fit like he normally does. You remember when he was on the range after what, what major was that? Like, literally, like, crying. He's like, oh, my God, I can't hit it fucking straight. Oh, that was the best the best picture of all time <laughs> we've ever posted. So, I mean, I just, I just think... I definitely think that they are playing a part in probably covering up, making him look fucking it's not awful. Even, it's not even that. Like, I think the tour actually hates Bryson because, you know, they're going to try to cuck him one way or another with him trying to get to 275. I mean, he's 15 pounds from being Triple H out there. <laughs> he's already the, like, that's what he doesn't get about his brand. Bryson, you are the fucking heel out there. Like, people kind of hate you right now. The only thing, the only reason you're bitchy boy of the week is because you didn't hit that cameraman for the fucking Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Why didn't he throw his weight around on that bitch? Yeah. <laughs> well, and then his comments afterwards when Will asked him, and he was basically acting like a these guys need to be sheltered more from from you know their privacy. They need to respect their privacy. Yeah, fuck. You get paid. To play in public, to play on national television every fucking week and get overpaid for it. You know, this camera guy needs to get in there and the PGA needs to be showing that shit because that's going to bring more people to watch these golf tournaments rather than like, oh, yeah, no, Bryce, we do all this good stuff every week. Every one of these boys is a choir boy. And, uh, yeah, they're all virgins. (laughs) Well, that's what's funny about it, too. It's like, you know, he was – Obviously, the talk of the story, you're telling me that, like, Bryson probably was trying to take advantage of the fact that there weren't fans there, and then he's like, oh, fuck, there's a camera on me. Like, would he have done that with with fans there? Probably, because he's kind of a bitch. But, you know, I think that for him to think that when you're playing with no fans and you have an outburst that a camera's not going to follow you the whole fucking way, like, that's even more, like, he admitted that the guy was doing his job, but it's even more his job to not, like not fucking not get that that shit you know like that's you want to get that footage and for him to be a bitch about it is just a joke the cameraman literally could have been fired if he didn't do exactly what he had done exactly followed his ass so i mean bryson damaging your brand you've been wearing a condom as a hat your entire pro career (laughs) and you think about this is gonna damage your brand (laughs) yeah motherfucker you're sponsored by puma Uh, but also he, he doubled down on it too. I, I listened to him on uh, Brad Faxon's show on PGA radio, just the facts. And they need, what is he and he, he literally went on an interview with Brad Faxon on the show and you know, Faxon was like, I got to ask you about the incident. And he literally said the same bullshit about respecting the privacy. And would you, have, he asked him, would you have handled it differently? And he was just basically like kind of dodged the question a little bit and just said the same fucking thing about, you know, we're kind of out there, and as you said, words they're paid way too well to act like little bitches like that. In my opinion, I start I stopped throwing clubs a few years ago, and that was a milestone. Well, he also brought Tiger's name into his answer, his soliloquy of an answer, like, "Oh, well, me and Tiger, you know, guys like this when we have outbursts, like, motherfucker, Tiger has dealt with ten billion more cameras and eyeballs on him, and he has never done anything." Well, he has. Yes, he has, but he's never he's never had an answer that dumb. You're the smartest fucking dumb scientist. No, excuse me. You're the smartest fucking fake scientist in the world. 
And, and the best golfer scientist slash. And you're the bitch of the week for sure. Bitchy boy. Bitchy boy, bitchy boy, bitchy boy. But but he still won us yeah. some money. <laughs> we'll use you, bitch. <laughs> I'll use him all I have to. Yeah, it was pretty ugly golf on Sunday. Uh, the course, you know, give it credit. It started to harden up for him a little bit. And, you know, after Friday afternoon, I was like, oh, my God, 30 under is going to win this thing. Um, but the course got a little harder on Sunday, and uh, not a lot of people were playing great. Dude, I know that a lot of shit is said about the fact that what Bryson's done, how hard he's swinging, how big he's gotten, but – I fucking saw him hit a shot where it made me fucking actually believe. Like, and obviously, all you got to do is watch and see that it's different. But I'm just tired of everyone fucking talking about it. But he hit a fucking shot on the fourth hole. It was a par five. He yanked his drive a little bit left, and he's got a fucking mound of trees. And this motherfucker must have had like a three wood or a hybrid. But he took it right over the top of the trees, flew it like 285, like right onto the like front fringe, like just off the green, easy two putt birdie. But when he was standing there over the ball and I saw what he was about to do, I was like, no fucking way. And all, it was one of those things where it just pans to the fucking camera that's behind the green. And all of a sudden you just see the fucking ball kind of roll up on the front. It's like, Jesus Christ, he actually hit that shot. So respect to what he's doing, but I, that's why we're getting ready to do the same fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what, we're going to air it out like that? Yeah. Did you, did you weigh in this morning? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did, words. It's not a contest. We're we're training partners now. <laughs> Sparring partners, if you will. <laughs> so what did you weigh in at this morning? Um. Well, words, actually, I was disappointed. I, I was so disappointed. <laughs> well, I actually, I weighed it. I weighed in at in one of my offices I go to, and... Uh, took my cell phone and my my keys and my wallet out with clothes on 171 even Ooh, svelte that is <laughs> but silky you know i mean i think naked i'm probably like 168 169 i was naked <laughs> where where <laughs> jesus christ where were you in my bathroom <laughs> oh oh thank god <laughs> it was such a bitchy 189 oh i mean bryson was 200 by the time he turned pro so I did say, Jenny, she's been taking cookies to a bunch of her clients this week from Eileen's, and she brought uh, a dozen cookies home on Friday, and I had, I had nine and a half of them this weekend, so. <laughs> okay. I gave Wheezy half of them. Okay, I, here's what I want from you. If you said you're 189, will you give me the naked weight of 169 so we can just say it's an even 20 right now? Yes. Okay, so what I did, th- I mean, I must have weighed about 164 then prior to 4th of July because I, <laughs> I did go to uh, the family cabin out on a, you know, Illinois River here in Oklahoma. And uh, so we had a little campfire a couple different nights and I had like seven s'mores and I got real, <laughs> I got real stoned, all right? <laughs> no, no, I was going to say like, it's not like you had probably seven bowls before uh, your four, your four s'mores. I, uh, we, me and my wife brought some different variations of cookies, words, which I wouldn't have be, been able to even do this had you been there because you would have already crushed them all. Uh-huh. But I got I got a chocolate chi- two chocolate chip cookies, and I put two marshmallows and a Hershey's <laughs> between two chocolate chip cookies, and I fucking crushed it. And then what I do after that, I went and got a fucking graham cracker, <laughs> and instead of the Hershey's, I put two Reese's pe- little mini peanut butter cups. Whoa. Yes, and it was fucking awesome. So I had back-to-back s'mores, but I got creative with both versions of it. You did. I mean, the melty peanut butter cup with the with the 
with the the marshmallow, I'm, I might have I might be onto something here. Fuck this show. <laughs> it's that resident cultivation stuff you got. I mean, they it gets you very creative. It gets me very creative. And very ve- hungry. Very hungry. Yeah. <laughs> very hu- hungry for for more. <laughs> for learning food. Was your father in law just like, oh my god? He's like, uh, Maggie, what the fuck is his deal? <laughs> what is he on, Maggie? Did he bring more? <laughs> but yeah, so on top of the s'mores, man, I fucking crushed it all weekend. That a boy. So we're we're officially on the Bryson train. Yeah. We probably should be putting a little bit, but fuck that. Yeah, why would we practice? We'd sweat and probably lose weight. Yeah, uh-uh. I haven't, I haven't done any protein shakes yet, but I have been trying to go with like a heavy, heavy protein bar-based breakfast. Actually, I'm on steroids now. Oh, you! Oh, that's right. I'm you on steroid ster- pack. Yeah, I'm on steroids now, just like Bryson. If anyone has any steroid hookups out there, please let us know. Does does the steroids that I'm on do they still add to like weight gain and stuff like that? Cause no, I, they just make your dick smaller. <laughs> well, I've been drinking uh, Surge, that yellow five. You know, it was supposedly the rumor it shrank your balls when you were in like middle school. <laughs> Surge did. <laughs> yeah, yellow five, the ingredient yellow five. Because my boy Matt, uh, he he had this song, and, and it, this was just one excerpt of the song, but it was, young fine girls, give me a call. I don't drink yellow five because it shrinks my balls. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just always believed that surge shrink your balls. You seem like the kind of guy to go get some surge midday and just be a fucking torture hellraiser to your your middle school uh, teachers. I I definitely cracked a few surges in middle school. <laughs> did they have Did they have vending machines we in had, your we had your Christian school? <laughs> Westminster, no Christian. It was okay. I'm sorry. Did they have them at your Satanist school? <laughs> it was definitely a Marshall Applewhite situation. That's when you first came across his teaching. It actually that was in middle school when that happened. Yeah, <laughs> you just got left off the fucking. I remember got vivid, left off the bus. I remember vividly <laughs> reading about that. In middle school and be like, this guy is fucking awesome. <laughs> Words I could I could literally see you just getting all cranked out on surge and just terrorizing. Where were we? Um, <laughs> so Bryson won. Okay, so I I think weight gain. I probably I would like to think I gained probably three pounds over the past week. That a boy. At least. So goal next week, um, surely I can't do three more. Let's go three more. One seventy four for next week. If I'm not by one, if I'm not one ninety by next show, I may as well just one fucking pound. That's it. Fucking don't sell yourself I short. I said one eighty nine. I was one eighty eight. Oh, two pounds. Junior, okay. Yeah. Just don't take a shit before you weigh in. That's the problem with doing it right when you wake up. Whatever. <laughs> so Bryson. He was three shots back of Wolf in the group ahead of him. He birdies one, Wolf bogeys one, and from there it was just kind of... And Ryan Armour, your boy that you talk shit about even, he made birdie on one. He was playing with Wolf. We're going to get back to Ryan Armour and the notables. Let's finish with Wolf. Wolf played great on the back uh, to make a, a run at it, and he did, but Bryson extended his lead to like four shots on the front, even though he hit some... Awful wedge shots. <laughs> Considering he was 100 yards in on every hole, he had some really shitty shots, but then he ended up making a, like a 30-foot putt. He led the field in driving and putting, which is the first time that's happened with the PGA Tour winner this year. The craziness of Bryson continues, and I'm all I'm all for it. I wish the PGA would like quit trying to shelter him 
because he's going to end up just running himself over anyways. Yeah, and you know, on, honestly, it's it's kind of one of those things that I think he's building himself to avoid injury, but like I also think it, it's a fucking oh, it can't last. it's a ticking time bomb. Yeah, um, I I think so too. But before we crap out on Matt Wolf, it, it's kind of crazy to think that he's only been in contention twice. He won the other one with an eagle on the fucking last hole of the 3M last year, and this is the other time. He is. This kid's gonna. This kid's gonna do some big things, and fuck, he might do some big things soon. Yeah, he's but not as he's not as steady as Vic or Colin, but the firepower it's it's incredible. And that and that's why I think it it, it was kind of early on. If you saw the front nine, you would think that you know he blew it, but he did make four birdies over his last seven holes. I mean, he didn't quite give it away, but I still I got a lot of respect for him, even though he it. blew a three shot lead and finished second. So. Agreed. Shout out from from two Wolfpack members, and he got a solo second. Yeah, solo second, uh, and then there was also a solo third. A guy you picked a few weeks ago. This ain't no hobby, boys. Kevin Kiz. Kisner gets in there with a solo third place. Good for Kiz. This was definitely the course that set up for his game, and uh, I didn't even consider picking him. So that <laughs> shows you how how much I know. Words likes to go consecutively with his boys, just not Kiz. <laughs> Kiz. All right, other notables. Yes, I had to touch on Ryan Armour. I shit on him because he's not Ryan Palmer. Ryan! Because <laughs> my boy's Ryan Palmer. It's like, hey, Ryan. And it's kind of like the exact opposite of Ryan Palmer, he, who has been like just a steady pro and has had his card for a dozen years at least. And I felt bad, like I said. I started reading about his career. He went to Ohio State. He grinded on the mini tours for several years like eight years before he got his tour card in, 20 th- in uh, 2007 by finishing T13 at Q School. He only had his card for one year before he lost it, and when he lost that, he lost his Corn Ferry Tour status. Like He was on back on the many, many minor league tour where he was cashing checks for like 20 bucks. He toiled there for years until 2013, 14 years after he turned pro. So most guys in that, in that situation would just be like, fuck it, I had my card for a year, I'm done. Ryan Armour, he kept grinding, regained status somehow, and at the age of 41, got his first PGA Tour win, which is kind of like the most admirable journeyman story you could you could possibly imagine out there. Uh, we dis- we discussed before like who has benefited the most from the stoppage to COVID, like Ricky going through a swing change and Spieth needing to get a divorce to save his game. Uh, those are a few to come to mind. <laughs> Just a couple. Ryan Armour. He had not made a cut in 2020, had missed six consecutive heading into the players before it was canceled. And so I'm sure, you know, the players being the players, he, I'm sure he wasn't thinking top 10. Yeah. He's made the cut in all three tournaments he's played in since, including two top 10s in his last two. Nice. So, Ryan Armour. Are you on him? Jesus. I, I'm not, I, <laughs> I bet you thought about it. Jeez. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> uh, not that crazy, though. But good for this guy. Fuck, I mean, he's uh, he only has status through the end of the year, so hopefully two top tens, that'll get him on the right track. And uh, just a fucking definition of a tour grinder. Dude, and I don't know if you had anything on this guy, but one of the more surprising things, in my opinion, 
Ricky Fowler. Ricky yes. Fowler came back in a big way. That was the next guy. Okay. He made a cut in one of his sponsored tournaments. Yeah. Who fucking knew? His fucking endorsers, like all those sponsors that he has, especially Rocket Mortgage, were like, oh, yes. They're like beating off watching him on Saturday. Well, and he, he, uh, he went five under on Sunday. It was one of the lowest rounds on Sunday. But we, we talked about it. He's, he was falling down there in the world rankings. I haven't, I haven't seen what those are. Yeah, he he was falling out. Uh, you know, he'd fallen out of the top thirty in the world rankings. That didn't really help him that much. He's still thirty-one, so it's at least in, intriguing and shit. You know, I could I could very well see Ricky playing well this week or next week in the Memorial. They got back to back. You know, back to back tournaments in the same place was just crazy. So, um, yeah, I was stunned when I saw Ricky Fowler actually play well. He was on my short list this week. Um, I did not go with him, but yeah, it was nice to see. Uh, Ricky mixing it up there a little bit. Um, other notables, Danny Willett. His game continues to kind of quietly sneak into. Didn't like, you say he's got a hot wife in the world form? Uh, Nicole. I don't know if I said she was hot. <laughs> no, they they had a workout video that I think I sent you that was pretty. Is she thick? <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. No. Yeah, but yeah, no. he's playing well. <laughs> T four. <laughs> Pull up a picture of her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she got some pretty teeth. Yeah. Yeah, she's not my type. Let's just put it that way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like fucking Big Bird with that nose. Jesus. <laughs> God. Anyone else you want to touch on? Yes. I mean, just to round out our picks, you know, you edged me by getting Victor Hovland over over Doc Bradman. One. one stroke was what separated those guys, and it was he crazy. Seventeen, I think. Or yeah, 16. Uh, sixteen, I believe. And what's crazy is that log jam at tied for twelve. I mean, one shot is the difference between a T twelve and T twenty one. So Doc Redman finishes T twenty one. The guy that we were also both on, Terrell Hatton, might be playing better than anyone in the world right now. He is on fire. Uh, in his last four starts on the PGA Tour in 2020, tied for sixth at the WGC Mexico, he won the Arnold Palmer, tied for third at the RBC, and then a tied for fourth here. I mean, the motherfucker is on fire, and he's a guy to watch out for next week at the Memorial because he's taking the week off. But Jesus Christ, he is on a major tear, and I don't know that anyone right now, now that Rory's streak is ended, John Rahm's streak somewhat ended, so Terrell Hatton might be the hottest player in golf right now, and I'm just he just isn't getting it done in the winner's circle but yep i would say terrell hatton or burger or paul casey <laughs> fuck paul yeah. uh Bur- I, burger's not in the field this week either mm-hmm. man he won and just fucking now he can put his feet up a little bit i guess so why not tory all right <laughs> anything else? congrats to bryson you won you son of a bitch the son of a bitch did it <laughs> i'm still waiting well, we haven't st- started talking about our fantasy, our our, our the the results words. Oops. Okay, words. All right, let's go hey, to the results. Congratulations, Andrew won. No, words. Oh, a very, very, very big congratulations to you. We're not fucking idiots. At least I feel like I'm not because you won. Congrats to you two for picking your first winner of the year. Yes, words. We are both winners, but more importantly, words. You tied for first with Brad Hondros. You guys had the exact same picks. DeChambeau, Hatton, and Hovland netted you guys $1.78 million. You edged me out by a mere $62,000. So, who all had Bryson? 
Uh, man, honestly, there was 20 total players with Bryson, and uh, okay, I, I knew mind. that it was going to be something crazy like that, almost an entire third of the league. Um, but another impressive thing, even though the commish was in first place, he did have Bryson, but his two other players missed the cut. So he did get a big winner's check, but thank God he picked Bryson. Um, but, yeah, you and Brad Hondros, who is on a major tear, tied for first. I'm tied for third. Believe it or not, my first top five of the season. Would you believe it, Words? I had a baby. <laughs> would you believe that? I would believe that. Yeah, I, I would too. Uh, I'm there with my boy Tom, who also picked Dog Redman. He and I were texting about the fact that we had great picks because we had the exact same ones. But my cousin, Julian Fuller, he had Wesley Bryan instead of Doc Redman, who tied for 21st as well. But he was also on DeChambeau and Haddon. So... Um, rounding out the top five, if you will, Jim Brown, Greg Brown, he had DeChambeau, Hovland, Webb Simpson, and so did Scooby um, to round out the top five. Nice. And where, where are the overall rankings? As far as the standings go, as I mentioned, the commish with the Bryson pick is now in first place. Hey, we, we called him out for cheating last week. And we were just joking. It was a total joke. There's no way he could have cheated. We love you, C-Rob. Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but C-Rob, the commissioner, is on an absolute tear. I think he's finished in the top five the last maybe six, seven tournaments. It's it's, inc it's incredible. He's picking winners, and that's what you got to do to be in the top of this game. Uh, just behind him, league newcomer who is on a even similar tear, up two spots, LBBC, B.H., Brad Hondros from Atlanta, Georgia. He's in second place by a mere 97,000. And Two Gloves Attorney, a guy that was there early, he's up five spots. He's cracking into the top three. You know what that means. Harry Balls Higgs is right behind him. He missed picking a couple weeks ago, but he went big this week, going seven spots up from 11 to four. Von Schmelsky tumbles all the way from number one to number five. Vegas Dave, another guy who missed his picks, continues his fall. Three spots down to number seven. He's just in an emotional cage this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks for hitting me in the fucking arm with a golf ball, Vegas Dave. Uh, <laughs> Team Bryson, uh, I'm sorry, Vegas Dave's in six. Team Bryson is just cracked into the top ten last week. He's up three spots, he number had, seven. Did he have DeChambeau too? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Words. He had he had Hatton, Hovland, and Kisner. He was on he was on the outright oh, third. Oh, I remember he said that. Yeah, he was on the they, outright. They know Hobby, boys. So t Team Bryson, even though not taking Bryson, jumps three spots from ten to seven, up seven spots. Spackler squad. Michael Fitch, welcome to the top ten. Up seven spots from fifteen. Ross Gilbert is tumbling again from five to nine, and rounding at the top ten, the real Lafferty Daniel clinging clinging to that tenth spot. After falling all the way out of the top three, what I really Words. Meant, what I really meant was where, where am I and where? Oh yeah, I? oh yeah, us. Yeah, the the reason we do this show, right? So we can talk about ourselves. Words, <laughs> <laughs> words. After your big win, the big mover of the fucking league, of course. You're the second biggest mover. You jumped 13 spots all the way up. You're almost in the top 20. Words uh. number 21. Me, Dion. Me, on the other hand, I jumped 11 spots, baby. I'm finally inside the top 50. You've been asking me about being inside the top 50 for, what, five weeks now? Yeah. I am inside the top 50, number 46. Let's oh. fucking go. Spieth would suck dick for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. 
shout out to to Burning Greens again, the guy that was on my you know the same picks this week. He jumped 15 spots. He was the big mover this week. You jumped 13. Fuck, I'll take I'll take 11 spots. That's I've good. been kind of hanging hanging even for about <laughs> pick it up again. Oh, <laughs> uh, words. Hey, just win, baby. Just win. All right. Before we move it on up to Dublin, I think now would be a good time to introduce our new segment. Um, so Red Shoe Gratitude Diaries, it's been great, but when the world is burning, it can be kind of tough to pinpoint things that we're grateful for. You know, we can only be thankful for Robert Kraft getting jerked off in 90 seconds at Orchids of Asia for so long. <laughs> on a game day. <laughs> the morning of. I think it was the playoffs. He's a fucking legend. Anyways, luckily... J.E. stays very plugged in to the L.A. scene. We've done a few movie reviews, pitched some really solid Mighty Duck spinoff movies, so we might as well settle into this niche with our new Hole in None segment, J.E.'s Hollywood Casting Couch. <laughs> Words I've never been so excited in my life. But in true fashion, you know, I just, I've got to revisit a story that we've talk, been maybe, talking about here. It's still a working title. I mean, maybe it should be J.E.'s Harvey Weinstein casting couch. <laughs> or, and if you don't know what a casting couch is, just Google it while you're in front of your wife or your boss. At, yeah, you know, at work is good. Just type in casting couch and just see what you get. Um, anyways, this week on the J.E.'s Hollywood casting couch, I wanted to revisit our old friend that we seem to have to talk about every week. Our boy Sean Weiss, a.k.a. Goldberg. Goldberg! Big shout-out to my man. Not poking fun whatsoever. He celebrated 170 days sober on July 5th. The only problem is... That a baby. Motherfucker needs new teeth because he rotted them all out doing meth. Yeah, meth definitely is not good for the old Pearly Weiss, is it? Ducks don't even have teeth. Neither does Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, and that's hey, maybe maybe it's not the meth. Maybe it was the hockey that knocked his fucking teeth <laughs> yeah. out. I mean, Jesus Christ, when you film three movies like that, he doesn't need new teeth for the new Mighty Ducks. <laughs> especially, movie. Spe- yeah. Yeah, especially when you're a goalie. Year, yeah, a twenty-year NHL career. I don't have any fucking teeth left, kid. Yeah, no, I'm not a meth. Fuck you. Give me that modeling glue. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Camp Hope, I'm stealing your fucking food and drugs. Uh, but yeah, his good friend Drew Gallagher, uh, good guy. He set up a GoFundMe page to help Sean get a full set of teeth, and uh, they're trying to raise 25 Gs. I checked in on the page. Right now, they're at 12,400. And hit uh, that up. I'm gonna go ahead and donate 10 bucks to my man Goldberg, and uh, hopefully, if he ever does, you know, fall out of sobriety, he at least hooks me up with some cheap crack. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's the J.E. Hollywood Minute. Woo! <laughs> the casting catch, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Hopefully, some, hopefully somebody in Hollywood does something more fucked up than that this week. This Drew Gallagher? What is this like? Yeah, it's is like his like boy. Gallagher comedian's son? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Gallagher fucked a watermelon, and, and this is what came out. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, man. All right, let's take it on up to Dublin, Ohio, Muirfield Village, home of the memorial next week. But this week, it's the Phil Mickelson Workday Charity Open. Open. Pro-Am. 
Yeah, it's like Workday sponsored this, but like, how much do you think Phil's p- like trying to pocket off an appearance fee for this bitch? Oh He's my like, god! Oh, the charity? Yeah. Charity well, yeah, you know, yeah. Phil gets a little off the top of that, huh? Yeah. Got to buy a new pair of shades. My charity's in my pocket. I got to pay for my other family. Pay for my other family and pay for another fucking pair of uh, joggers that I'm gonna wear on Sunday and look like a complete fool. I'm not 50. <laughs> no. Swear to God. There's going to be some people on Phil this week, I, I got a feeling. I yeah. saw a prop bet, and it was uh, it was who would play better on Thursday, uh, Adam Hadwin or Phil. And I'm all over Adam Hadwin on that. <laughs> I mean. Adam Hadwin coming off T4. T4, yeah. He played well. Mm. The Canadian. Mm, foreshadowing. Hey, I swear to God, there was a short list of guys, and he was 100% on, on the list of those guys' mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no. So where is this tournament typically played? So this is replacing the John Deere Classic, which is one of our favorite stops on tour. You know why? <laughs> John Deere Green. It's probably because you're like, oh, yeah, because my favorite Jordan Spieth holed out from a bunker to win his first no. tournament here. Because Zach Johnson fucked that girl behind the sixth <laughs> No, no. This is where Matt Every got busted smoking dope, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah this, the Matt Every open. The Matt Every open. Matt Every was smoking fucking ganja here. Uh no, I mean, that was in Des Moines at the RIP John Deere Classic this year. That's where Matt Every got caught smoking dope in his hotel room. And I think Matt Every, oh, no, that's Arnold Palmer. Remember, he won that thing like two years in a row. I was going to say, it was the golfer who's dead, not Jack Nicholas. <laughs> I can't keep doing that. C-Rod <laughs> called me out for that last week, too. Yeah, Matt Every won their own Palmer, not, not, the, not the memorial. So. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. I think Matt Every has a, an Oasis tattoo. Also, so he may be an even bigger Oasis fan than me. So, props. All right. Yeah, it's being played at Muirfield Village. Back-to-back weeks at Muirfield, which is a total cuck fest because, you know, I think it's not going to play as hard this week. You think? Well, I don't know. Words, they're going to let the fucking rough grow until next Sunday. I've heard guys talking about it. This is going to be probably at least four to five shots higher than what the scores are going to be next week. Like at least a shot a day difference per round. Um, so I, I think the rough's not going to be nearly, they're going to have some tees in some spots. You haven't seen them before. They're going to have pin positions in non-typical Memorial spots. So they are going to probably make it a little bit easier, but it's also a bigger field with a, it's a harder golf course, just in general than what they've been playing. Also, it is, it is. And so I just think that you, you, you got to expect this week to just be a little bit easier. It might open the door for one of these, Long shots to potentially win. Mm. Oh, more foreshadowing. I wish you could see the look on his stupid face right now. <laughs> <laughs> JT Poston. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not done. No. The Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, wh- who's going to win? JT Poston or Joel Dahman? <laughs> Damon. Dahmer. All right, let's go over the featured groups, yeah? Featured groups. Words. First featured group. First featured group. You got the man from Norway, Victor oh. Hovland. Oh, my God. You've got Victor Hovland. He's finished top 25 in each of the last four events in the season, since the season started back. Uh, he's playing with the number two player in the world, the biggest name in this field, John Rahm, the Spaniard. The Rahmer. He's actually all the way back in 24th in the FedEx Cup standings, but who really gives a fuck about those? He's won, he's won an event each of his first three seasons on tour. And their last guy, reigning U.S. Open champion, Gary Woodland. Some firepower in this group, words. Big time. So, starting with Vic, he's played um, 
He's played in all four events since the restart. He's made the cut in all of them, along with Doc Redman. Goddamn right, my new favorite player. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, man. He. Oh, I called it first. Looking at our pot bean stuff, we continue to get one download a week from our friend, from our one friend in Norway. So, do you think it is because you do such a good Hovland impersonation? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I told you the man, <laughs> man from Norway. I, I, my family listens to the show. <laughs> Words, you're, you're on him, aren't oh, you? Oh shit, that is impressive. I couldn't tell if that was Vic Hovland or Boone Pickens. <laughs> Boone Pickens ghost. <laughs> R.I.P. Yes, I am on Hovland again. I'm, I'm rolling with the boy. He's knocking on the door. You know, I hope he's uh, he's young enough to where I hope he, I don't think he'll run out of steam and it's not like a, a big travel deal from uh, from Detroit up to Dublin, but five full weekends in a row um, of playing four days straight is it's a lot. So it's kind of a risk, but, but he's a kid. He's a kid like I said and he's really fucking figuring it out, isn't he? I mean, Words. he's trying. It's it's one of those things that you know kind of gets under my skin when you say it to me, but you're so fucking predictable. <laughs> hey, you say this to me. You say it to me every week. You, you, well, I mean, you, I, you just talk about how you like to pick guys consecutively. I knew you were picking Hovland. It's a good pick. And you know what I found out today from some folks, some Stillwater folks, a couple insiders here. Victor Hovland's been driving to these events. He's not fucking with the charter. He's doing his own thing, and so it's not a short trek over there to uh, to Ohio from. Uh, no, it's it's not bad from Detroit up to Dublin, but the the week before from Connecticut to Detroit, that's what will put a little hair on your ass. Yeah, he drove he drove all the way from Oklahoma to uh, Harbor Town. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, no, yeah, Fort Worth, Oklahoma, Fort Worth, Harbor Town, whatever. Yeah, same deal. That's a good pick, and again, he's trending well. And you could same could be say, said about Bryson before last week. He had played every event, was trending in the right direction, and and Bryson even had posted before his tournament. You know, it's like glad for my third consecutive top six, but time to go to Detroit to get a W. I think Victor Hovland is definitely trending in the right direction, and I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if he wins. It's just if if anyone can, some of these young kids can do this like strenuous schedule. It's just I didn't want to. I I didn't want to stay on him because of that. I just worry that there. I think he might be saving some in the tank for the big thing next week at the Memorial. And that's what is the biggest cuck fuck about this whole thing is like, okay, who are gonna be some guys that are just kind of like, eh, like uh, I like this, but I'm gonna wait until the big purse next week at this same fucking tournament when it's playing a little harder. Like, cause I had Hideki. I'm. Full disclosure here. I had Hideki like in my mind for pretty much the whole way. He made a little bit of noise last week. He, his game's kind of coming around. But looking at kind of his finishing in tournaments, he likes the bigger stage, bigger tournaments. And I can see him just kind of going, uh, uh, aww. <laughs> uh, so uh, obviously I, that sounds to me like you're, you're staying away from Rom and Woodland. Yeah, staying away from Rom. Um, you had him at Colonial which was like his only miscut ever, maybe. And uh, yeah. he's gone T33, T37 since. I'm going to wait until the Spaniard had a little more heat, get a little more heat going. Yeah, and, uh, not bad. Gary is really tempting. Um, he looked like he was going to start rolling right out of the gate at Colonial. He had a top 10 there. He was hitting the ball really well, and he hadn't done much he, since. He had T, T62 at RBC, and he didn't make the cut as Traveler. So I wouldn't be surprised. It's a good spot for him, but... I just didn't pull the trigger on him. Yeah. This I, is the best featured group, though, by the way. 
I don't know, man. I think the next feature group you could argue with. <gasps> you got JT, Justin Thomas, number two in the FedEx Cup, two top tens in the return since he's been, since they've returned from COVID. He's playing with Brooks Kepka, who's playing in his first tournament since the Traveler, since Ricky Elliott tested positive for HIV and he had to pull out. R.I.P. And their third guy, my mate, Jason Day, who lives around here. It's a home it's a home game for him. He's finally home with his family. Finally, I get to play with Dash all day. Well, he's had plenty of time to play with Dash. Jason Day, since COVID, post-COVID, has gone cut, cut, T46, cut. He is now ranked 63rd in the world. Oh, my God. He is... 146th in strokes gain putting and 182nd in strokes gain approach. So, do you think Brooks, like throughout the first team, Brooks looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you in a featured group? Do you think that, whose who's fall has been more dramatic, Days or, or Spieth's? Spieth at least has a top Th- 10 this year. Yeah. I mean, Jason Day literally was the best putter in the world in 2015, and you said that he ranks what? Uh, 146th strokes gain putting, and that has just every... I'm not a fucking fake scientist like Bryson Canseco, but, you know, when your approach... Strokes gain approach is 182, you're not going to make many putts. Yeah. I think think Justin Thomas by far is going to be the most popular pick, I would think, out of this group, but... uh, I told you I was going to pick him before he before he had to withdraw from the Travelers. Yep. And you said it before, Words. I'm not going to go into this thing without a loaded gun. I'm going with Brooks Kepka this week <laughs> because I haven't used him once this season, baby. <laughs> Neither have I. I thought about it, but you broke the fucking main rule, and that is that Brooks would never win a tournament with a purse under $9 million. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I weighed that in, and I, I, you know, I thought to myself, and I was like, this no shit, I think this is the worst – purse of all the golf tournaments remaining aside from like the sanderson farms tournament which is yeah. like a shitty wraparound that, tournament that's the first tournament i've ever seen since we've started doing this that doesn't have a million dollar uh winners winners take yeah but besides that yeah jt is going to be a popular pick it's it's he's always a popular pick he's got the most wins the past three seasons with 11 i think the nearest is six with uh dj and brooks right behind him and, of course, last time I took him, he fucking missed the cut. So I'm going to lay off JT. It's always a good pick. Brooks is Brooks is rolling, too. I, I wish I had him. Here's, here's the thing. I'm just going to really savor the flavor until he really starts cooking because I think it's coming. You know you know that I'm a huge fan of the show Pardon My Take. This week they did their famous uh, takey awards. They do a, an award called the Blake of the Year. Brooks is considered a Blake for whatever reason on the show. It's like an inside joke. Brooks lost the Blake of the Year contest. He had a great showing, which is just stupid. They call him and they time how quickly they answer the phone. He answered it in 5.0 seconds, but Blake Griffin answered it in 3.4 seconds or something. And so I think he's going to come out and play some inspired golf because that's the kind of shit that makes Brooks upset. Like, one, he wants to win money, big purses. Two, he wants people to think he's fucking cool. And so he's going to win this tournament just so the guys on Pardon My Take are like, oh, let's talk about golf again. All right. And... I think over the COVID period, whenever he was like tucked away, I think all he did is probably since Ricky Elliott couldn't be around, all he did was work with Claude Harmon, and clearly all he did was fuck Jenna. Did you see that Fourth of July post of what the bathing suit she was wearing? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brooks and all he did was practice and 
have sex. Yeah. And fuck. <laughs> fuck. The <laughs> renegades are fuck. So, yeah, I'm, I'm blowing my load, baby. And, and he is, too. So, are you on Jason Day? I'm on my ma- – no, I'm not on Jason Day. No, I'm, I'm on Brooks. That's the one guy I'm on in this group. So We also have – our one one download listener from Australia too. Hey, uh, I don't think it's Dash. It's Stevie Williams. <laughs> <laughs> He's from New Zealand. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> he and Stephen Adams. Uh, the third feature group. Again, I don't know why two of these three guys are even in this fucking group, but uh, you got Patrick Canley, a guy who's literally made his mark around here. Words. We got the signed flag from the Memorial Tournament that we'll we'll feature mostly next week, but. Cantlay has played great at Muirfield Village his whole career. He has not ma- missed a cut in 15 starts since the 2019 Zurich in New Orleans. So that's the longest active streak on tour since Colin Morikawa missed the cut, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. But you know, looking at Cantley's stuff, he has he does not play in a lot of tournaments. He's only he's played in one since the restart, and in 2020 he had only played in three tournaments before that. He played. In the Century Tournament of Champions, where he took fourth, he took T uh, eleven at AT and T Pebble Beach and T seventeen in LA, and he hadn't played since then. Words, he's you know people forget he's still number eight player in the world. The guy's in the top ten yeah, in the he world. He doesn't need to play. He's doing the Tiger schedule, which is smart. He has a horrible back apparently. Um, he's that he has been working with, working through that I should say the past like four or five years. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's one of those guys that doesn't need to play every week to keep his world ranking and keep his FedEx. And I'll admit, dude, I was on him. This was one of the several things I submit. You know, like I tell you, we joke about it. I submit several picks. I was on him all the way up until about an hour before you came up here. And the only reason why I laid off him is because I feel like a lot of people will pick him. But you're saving him for next week. I think everyone's going to be on him next week. So you hinted at the other guy in this group, the fucking guy that – seemingly can't uh surely he's not 50 phil mickelson those those sunglasses he's way too cool to be 50 unfortunately his world ranking is his world ranking is higher than his age he's 67th now in the world uh well you know his last start he had the 36 hole lead at the travelers only to fucking finish uh tied for 24th we knew where that was going yeah (laughs) yeah remember that was another thing you saw that coked out picture we posted (laughs) yeah and I might have already used the joke again, but I thought I'd died and gone to hell just like I did when I saw Spieth leading a tournament not too long ago. Whenever I, I come into the men's grill at our golf club and I see that Phil Mickelson is leading the tournament, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And speaking of Spieth. Jordan Spieth is the, th- is the third guy in this group. Like I said, why are two of the three guys that in this group in the in the featured group? This could be like a four-and-a-half-hour round, and Cantley like doesn't miss a green. <laughs> and Phil and Jordan just be raking it everywhere well and and that's that's kind of the other reason why i think that can't the odds are stacked against canley is because he's got to put up with these two bastards for the first two rounds yeah spieth i mean i'll probably will not take him once this year he's got a few top tens yeah so you like already you, did you gotta kind of uh no i took bubba twice and he's missed the cut on me twice <laughs> so that was if i lose if i miss out on anything this season it's because i fucked myself with bubba i've made my bed with bubba and what a horrible spot to be in. Anyways. Shame on me, fool on you. Yeah. Can't get fooled again. So like I said, Spieth, he'll, he may sneak in a few top tens, but he's still in the point where like making a cut is a big deal. Oh, yeah. So I'm fucking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am too. Um, the last of the featured groups. Get a divorce. <laughs> 
Then we'll start picking you. Yeah. The last of the featured groups, the ultimate villain, me and me and McCurdy's guy, P. Reed. Did McCurdy? Did he give up on P. Reed? Uh, no. Was that just not. that was silly? Yeah. No, he he didn't. He picked him. He picked him, and he missed the cut last week. Oh, though so he does hate him. Um, P. Reed, he does have one win and run, one runner-up in uh, 12 starts this season. Um, he's playing with the guy we've been like talking about all about. We've been talking about him because of his great performance last week. Matt Wolf finished second last week, 66 to one odds to win this week, which I'd put 20 on it. Um, he had a three-shot lead. Obviously, Bryson came back and beat him. Uh, I don't necessarily mind the the bounce back i wouldn't be surprised if he played well but i i stayed away from him this week he's still just missing too many cuts kind of he's gotten a tie 54 miscut miscut and then second place last week in the four tournaments since they've been back you know heroin's hard to give up so (laughs) i definitely looked at him for a, a long time but i'm just trying to Fire the big Fire skin. that big skin. Segment two. I mean, now that you we both have a win in segment two, it's kinda like, all right, well I think that like like you said earlier, Hovland and the Morikawas of the world are much more dialed in on a consistent basis. I just I don't know that I can trust Matt Wolf to go and do it again this week. Uh, the firepower is there. It seems to be coming around, but it wasn't enough to convince me to pick him this week. So Same. uh the third guy though, words <gasps> Ricky Fowler who really, really completely, it's one of those 180s words. I was completely done with him. I didn't think he'd ever come back. And all of a sudden, he played really well last week. He was in somewhat in contention. Um, top 12, Ricky Fowler, who would, I know that Muirfield Village and Workday would love to see Ricky Fowler win here. Yes. And I've, I kind of got that feeling on Sunday. Ricky's kind of, He's going through a new swing change, but it's almost like he's he's trying to prove something to himself and some other people uh, for a change. He's got this miscut, miscut, T12. I'm yeah. sure he's tired of getting shit on and made fun of for being like the, the poster boy of the PGA and, you know, missing cuts and falling outside the top 30 now. He wants to prove it to us. To you. Uh, me. You mean me? Yeah, Allison's like, why, Ricky, why can't you hit it like that guy that's not on tour and can, you know, maybe shoot 70s here and there? Here and there. He's like four inches taller than you, too, and he's only 5'11", <laughs> and he says 5'11", when he's really <laughs> only 5'10". What do you think Ricky weighs? I thought Ricky and I are about the same weight. No, he's a little bitch waist. Yeah, I know, but he's kind of a little pudgy. Well, like the skinny fat kid. <laughs> don't worry, you're getting ready to be a fat kid. I bet you. Okay, perfect. How new? Uh, you know, I was Freddie Mercury last year for Halloween. This year, I'm gonna kind of get a little chubby fat. And I'm gonna be Ricky Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> I could look like Ricky Fowler easy. I think you mean Ricardo Fowler. <laughs> um, words that scares me though, because it doesn't sound like you're on Ricky Fowler. I'm not. Uh, that means we're both. We're both uh, only on one of the top, you know, featured group players. So, uh, I I had, dicey. I put probably too much time into picking my picks. I pulled a U this week. Ricky was definitely in there. Um, and then when I started looking at our Podbean shit, and I saw that we have one download from Norway, one from Australia, and one from Canada. And so I'm I'm respecting all those uh, all of our international audience. 
Yes. Hey, for those for those listening, my eyes are so fucking wide, and I'm nodding my head. I'm like, words. Who are you gonna? Pick? I am on Adam Hadwin. Yes, I love so, that pick. So are you? No, dude. But I, I swear to God, like going into the week, that was one guy that I was like, I'm gonna pick Adam Hadwin this he week. He was just right there, and uh, even before I saw that that bullshit. Um, but it was Ricky, Adam, and Wolf, and I just fuck it. Hey, I like that. I love that pick. And another, you know, tied for fourth last week, like you said, guy plays well, very well under the radar. And, you know, he shot 59 back when in the uh, Sony a few years back. I mean, the guy's got all the fucking tools. So I love that pick. And, again, I don't want to sound, you know, if, if he misses the cut, I'll be like, no, I didn't almost pick him. But if he wins or does well for you, I'm going to be like, words, I almost picked him. <laughs> <laughs> if no he misses doubt. the cut, I'll be like, you fucking idiot. Why'd you pick him? Every Thursday is my, my favorite text every Thursday is whoever takes the early lead. Like Adam Hadwin <laughs> tomorrow. It is, I get a text from J.E. by 930. I almost took that motherfucker. I, I swear. Chris Kirk. Um. Well, words. That's a, that's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to kind of keep my trend going, though. Um. You know, it, it's the worst fucking purse in the game so why not roll out another one of the best players in the world i'm going with it's me justin rose <laughs> rosie i'm going with rosie <laughs> for his first win on, on the pga tour his first official win on tour was here at, at murrayfield it was is the memorial was that his first one i didn't that's a good 2010 back in 2010 rosie won here Can um, you believe he had his card for that long and didn't have a fucking PGA Dude, tour. you know, he made that run in the U.S. or the British Open when he was 17 years old and then, like, kind of just floundered around for, like, 10 years. Um, but, you know, I ha- this is another guy. I haven't used him once this year. And, and, again, it's like there's only so much time left. It's not like I'm going to pick him in all these big tournaments, so why not go big and get a, get a rosy pick in it's there? A great, it's a good pick. Um, he finished tied for third at Colonial when you had him when he shot 63 in the first round. Or did you have him the next week at RBC? You picked him earlier this, you know, recently, and he's he's played well. He tied for 14th at RBC. Um, he was cut at the Travelers, but he went 67 before he had 73 in the second round. So um, I like the week off or the weekend off, and then the extra the layoff there. I like Rosie this week, baby. It's a great pick. Back on Taylor Maids. I think it's only a matter of time before he rattles off a win and. It might be next week, that's but a, that's a good one, damn it. Rosie versus Hadwin. That'll be tough for me. Now the third one, that's where this is where I'm getting real worried, words. <laughs> well it, you surely you're not going too far out the box. I told you I'm going Aussie and I'm not going oh. J Day. To our lone Australian listener, Words is going with Mr. Mark Leishman. Oh my. I was like, is Cameron Smith in the field? <laughs> <laughs> Those are <laughs> Cam. The Jas- Jasper Ponovic. It looks like you're wearing Cam Smith's hat right now. The sneaky best player out of Australia, Mark Leishman. Great win player. Loves mowing his grass. Oh, loves it. Oh, God. Nothing like putting your bare feet in the grass while you mow, eh, Mark? <laughs> Talk about a guy who must hate his family. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm going to go play golf and then I've, mow the yard. I've been gone for three weeks, but I'm going to get home and mow the yard for five and a half hours. Okay, so you like Leishman here. Leish. I mean, he's another high-power player. I think he's uh, he's a good pick for sure. Um, I, I'm so thankful, though, because we're not on any of the same picks, words. First, maybe the first time this year. And to continue on with my trend, fuck uh, this purse, baby. 
I'm going with the best young golfer from California. I'm going with the X-Man. I'm going with yeah, Xander Shoffley yeah. this week, baby. Yeah. So I, I thought about it, and it's like, dude, you don't want to play three of the top you know, 15 players in the world this week. Dude. Or do I? Yeah, I fucking do. Or fucking do I? It's now or never, motherfucker. My run is coming right now, and it's coming with one of these three guys. J.E. <laughs> They're going to win me like 800,000. <laughs> J.E. Bring in the heat. No, that's going to be tough for old Andy to beat. Those those are uh, three thoroughbreds, and I'm giving uh, I'm going to give you the old puncher's chance. I it's, it's the my only thing that I have going for me is you know Brooks in this tournament is just, that just doesn't add up. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't add up quite, and hopefully they I'll get give you that. Hopefully they get a little bit. You know, have a six-hole stretch where it's just kind of bad, and then they're like, you know, maybe I'll just save save it a little save bit my stuff. next week. Which is why this is such a fucking weird, cucky thing this week. But it'll be fun. It'll be, see, be interesting to see how the course holds up, too. I mean, goddamn, they tear the shit out of these golf courses playing it for every day for a week. I can't imagine what's gonna how that's going to turn out in two weeks. Because there are two courses out there. But this is all this is all the main one, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think there are two courses. I mean, yeah, and that. that's been part of the talk is you know making sure the course holds up, which is why I think they're going to kind of avoid some of the pin placements and and kind of change it up in that regard. But um, they're 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 pros at what they do. Jack's going to make sure that place is ready for next week, and if it's a little beat up, that'll just make the scoring harder, I guess. I'll tell you what, I don't think Jack likes Bryson's deal one damn bit. Well, I think you're right that rough is gonna look like fucking hay out there yeah when when bryson shows up uh next week he's how many of those fabulous milkshakes is he gonna have <laughs> that's a great question <laughs> how many are we gonna have that week <laughs> yeah okay that'll be our lead up next week <laughs> milkshake contest so words th- to settle it all who's your alternate ricky okay <laughs> the ultimate alternate yeah i went with uh went with cam champ the covid king he's uh he, he rebound well after getting into the tournament you know a few hours before it started so it wouldn't be, you know, if, if Ricky Elliott infects Brooks with COVID and he has to get subbed out, I'll, I'll roll with Cam Champ. I don't know what I was watching this week, but it went from kind of showing Bryson doing his right-handed Jim Tomey uh, swing out of his shoes, and then it showed Cam Champ. I mean, Cam's speed and distance is so free and easy, it's disgusting. Real hipsy. Real hipsy. Hipsy hustle. But do you think some other guys are going to start swinging out of their shoes? I mean, Bryson does it, and he hits it fucking straight. Like you, you see, you see some guys like you know Finau and Woodland who have very abbreviated backswings and you know try to keep it all nice and neat. Do you think they're gonna start just saying fuck it? I definitely think that there's gonna be people that try to follow this mold. That they're besides that, you and me, <laughs> besides us. Uh, yeah, for sure. Words, <laughs> words. I don't need to be fucking fat <laughs> to hit a par. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> You're already in. You're, uh, yeah. Hey, but I'm committed. I don't need to be fat to hit it far, you, but I'm committed. What if you could drive the green on four? At Augusta? What if I told <laughs> you? All right. You had something else. Yeah. Did you see, did you fucking see that they're going to do air a simulated version of the Open Championship next week to replace the fact that the Open Championship's not on TV? Yeah. And I couldn't decide which made me more pissed off is that they're doing that. And then they announced that they are going to have a women's British Open this year. Um, so I just in August, you know, it's like fucking figure it out. I mean, 
why are they not having an open championship this year? It's, it's so fucking dumb to me. Um, I can't, I shouldn't say that. Okay, COVID. Yes, it is a it is a deal. Why can a the women bi- play and the men deal, can't? But yeah, if you can get all the women from the United States over there to play in that tournament, I think that you could do something for the dudes. They're not going to do that. So, if Ben Hogan rode on a goddamn fucking boat over there to play in the tournament and win the goddamn thing, they can figure out a fucking way to have it. Amen. <laughs> and in a simulated version, they're they're going to show like. Oh, it's Jack Nicholas against Seve, against Tiger, against John Just Daly, against Words. It's yeah. like, if they're going to simulate it, why don't they have some fucking putts from Oklahoma? Words is making a run here. Just show <laughs> the awesome open uh, open replays that they've, that they've produced and, like, They could fucking m- show last year, Hundreds year's, of thousands dude. of dollars on, um, you know, like, they do the story of, like, Sandy Lyle. They've been playing that one lately. That's the, a great one. What is the, the, the show on Golf Channel? It's like. The stories of a champion golfer. Yes. <laughs> Tributes or something like that. But, I mean, fuck. Show John Vandeveld choking on his dick at, at Carnoustie. Show anything. You don't need show to simulate some bullshit fake tournament. Spieth ripping out Kusher's heart and eating it in front of his stupid kids. <laughs> and, then, and then making Michael Greller. <laughs> and then making Michael Greller just fucking clean hey, it up. Go get that, you fucking bitch. <laughs> go get that or I'll fire you. Oh, shit. Well, any other words of wisdom? That's all I got, words. Looking forward to it. All right. Enjoy the golf this week. We will talk next week. I'll be out of pocket, so we may have to do some kind of... Get creative. Skype? What's it called? Skype, I think. We're going to try to Skype. If not, I'll just call (laughs) you. The old speakerphone trick. We still haven't quite figured out the whole computer side of this. I think there's a sex joke somewhere in there, but uh, we'll save it for next week. Until then, keep your head down. You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. Let's party together. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. In your life, have you seen anything like that?